And we're back with the latest episode of the Sunday Shootaround. The regular crew is in. We got Cameron, Ben, Blake, Zach, and myself, Thomas, and we are here to give you guys the good word. What's up, boys? What up? Not much. Hey, nothing too much is going on over here, <laughs> as per usual. Same old, eh? Yeah, quarantine life is sick. Uh, any of you guys have any kind of life updates going on here, or uh, or what? Zach, you been outside the last few days? No, my dad laid down the hammer this morning, um, taking my car keys away. Can't leave the house now. Really? So it's getting worse here. By the day. <laughs> wow. That's a power move by Jim. Yeah. Hey, I kind of respect the move, man. He's laying down the law. Yeah. Like, I don't want to really talk about to it. get you here tonight? <laughs> what about you, Ben? What's new in the life of uh, agriculture? Not a whole lot. Uh... Yeah, the food is still growing, hopefully, and uh, just chilling, taking it one day at a time, like everybody else. Not much more to update than that, that's for sure. Unreal. <laughs> what about you, Blake? What about you? Uh, climb the mountain. <laughs> this guy's like climbing uh, every, just the same every mountain other you've been week. climbing every day? Yeah, same one. No new mountains around. Have you like kept um, track of how many mountains or how many times you've climbed the same mountain, or at least once a day? Forever, how many, however many days I've been here. Uh, today, I got on a nice Zoom call with some old university friends, which was nice. True. Shout out to all of them. Same. Anyway, Wait, did you tell them about the podcast? We got some more like listeners now, or what? I did a live. Uh, <clears throat> job interview with bailey because she said she might want to be a guest star one week and i uh i can't just let any yahoo out here so i uh put her through the proper vetting process and uh i'll uh, run it through our sponsors as to whether yeah, we let her with, on it's with upper management right now yeah out of our hands it's completely out of my hands what about you cam what's new there same old man same old, just a lot of uh, a lot of Xbox going on with you the last few days, but yeah, playing yeah. some Warzone. I'm not getting any better at it, but we're playing. Man, uh, this week uh, they had Team Deathmatch on. Uh, like I got the free version of Warzone, and they made Team Deathmatch this week free. So I got to hop on with a bunch of 12-year-olds that are uh, – actually bought the game and it was sick man i i uh got me right back into the thick of things i was chirping i was uh giving people the gears uh were they the, roasting you oh big time oh, one, yeah. <laughs> one of the games i started off i'm like hey boys uh, let's have ourselves a good game clear eyes full hearts can't lose and the one guy's like shut up bitch <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he? oh like definitely 12 maybe like jesus <laughs> Hey, man, it, I was oh right back goodness. in my element, man. Yeah, took me back to the good old days. Felt like a junkyard dog out there, barking orders. <laughs> so I, I don't take crap from those guys, that's for sure. Although that guy put me in his place, called me a bitch there. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the vibes up here. Bunch of keyboard warriors. Those people <laughs> suck. Hate those people. Hey, I thrive off that, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Makes I, you stronger. I need some haters to to kind of fuel me, I'd say. <laughs> Man. Yeah, nothing too new is going on around here other than getting uh, chirped by 12-year-olds. Um, uh, the other night I did like a, I did a virtual beer pong tourney. That was kind of cool. Uh, Did you win? For sure not. Me and my brother were a team, and uh, we. I like that. I like that response. Give him take that now. You had my like hopes up, and then just dropped. Oh, uh, first for match sure not. for sure. <laughs> first match, me and my brother lined up against uh, two girls and uh, just dusted them. We're like, okay, next, next one up, next one up, and then we didn't win a single game after that. It was like, yikes. Who were you against? Uh, it was just a bunch of family friends. Family members? Yeah. Uh, like, they're... they're fam- I, didn't know, I didn't know if there was, like... Like, it's been six weeks now or something. I didn't know if there were, like, leagues you could join by now. <laughs> there hey, probably maybe, are, man. I could set up attorney if you guys wanted. The first Bench Life Invitational. Yeah, man. Get her going. I dusted off Fire. the old uh, beer pong table from college, and it's still sticky. Kind of gross. Nice. <laughs> we tried washing it once, but I it that, was just that one eight eight cooksy nineteen took for a took for a ride on St. Patty's Day. It might be it the most is. durable table in the game, man. Adam man, just that, that thing probably came sticky. If I had to guess, it's never <laughs> not been. <laughs> man, the one well, thing is now day. trying to wash it. Sorry, I was just going to say, because we got everyone that came over to like write their names on it. Like everyone signed it. Tom put a nice flag right in the middle of it. But now if you try to wash it, it washes the marker off. So we just so gave you up just washing. Gotta let it be sticky, yeah. Yeah, you uh, any t- anytime you open it up, you get the whiff of beers past in it for sure. It's kind of gross, <laughs> but it's it's got character. It's got character. I I found on the side of it there was a. Uh, I started to. I don't remember doing this, but I started to do notches for how many games I win. It said Tom's wins. And I don't know if I just didn't win any games or if I just uh, gave gave up after two, but not too many. Two There's, I, here's the thing: I won more than two two uh, games in my lifetime. So I don't know. We might have to audit those results. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I like I was I was all in on the tournament the other night. Like I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. My Korean Superboy visor made its way out. My brother's wearing one of those yellow uh, CW Falcons baseball jerseys. Like, <laughs> I'd pay good money for one of those things, man. Yeah. Man, uh, uh, the coach, the year the team folded, uh, it was the year after I graduated, and he just uh, saw my brother in the hall and tossed him a jersey, and it's like, here, you can keep it. <laughs> it's a real uh-huh. sentimental, man. How like, much for a gunner jersey? <laughs> I think I wore number three in high school, and uh, if I could track it down, it, I, like, it's one of a kind. So I, I need to bring in a few evaluators, and I can't put a price on it myself. Okay, get back to me with a quote. Absolutely, man. But yeah, I'll. Uh, I think this little powwow it's going to birth the first invitational bench life sports uh, virtual beer pong tourney. I think that's what's going to happen. All you guys you need go. are cups, a flat surface, and at least one ping pong ball. And uh, we're rocking. Sign me up. 
Unreal. Well, anyways, so, well, nothing too new is going on in our lives. Uh, one of the few things to actually kind of get people going is uh, the NFL draft was last week. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but it felt nice to actually think about sports in a current tense and not a hypothetical, which, uh, which uh, D3 Arena are the Leafs going to scrimmage in in July like we got some real sports talk out there and uh it was good to see uh what do you guys first of all think about the overall viewing experience of it because this is the first time you had uh Roger sitting in his man cave giving picks you had uh Trey Wingo and uh and the boys just kind of giving calls over Skype and uh what do you guys think of the whole thing I think for how much he gets paid and for him to sit his ass on a, on a chair is ridiculous. <laughs> like, for how much he's paid, that guy should be fucking standing and keep his job professional the whole love, time. I love the evolution, too. The first round, this guy is standing, yeah. looking great. The second round, he's, like, sitting but proper. And the third round, this guy is just, like, sitting back, kicked like like Gibby, pretty much, sitting in the yeah. dugout. Yeah, that's a great comparison. <laughs> I was going to say, I liked watching him kind of deteriorate as the rounds went on. But, like, how how special would that feel if I was that player that got drafted? Like, this guy basically sat, <laughs> like, almost fell asleep with his legs. I'm not giving a fuck about this person entering his league. Like, I, if he was getting paid maybe, like, six figures, I'd be like, yeah, maybe this job is bullshit. But they're paying million, you, like... 40 million a year. Yeah, they're paying you some good money, man. I'd fucking wake up if I were you. Man, and it took until, like, pick three for him to have the first, first butcher job on a name, uh that cornerback out of Ohio State. Like, I honestly, Okuda. I can't pronounce it, but... Oh, no, not Okuda. Oh, who? Uh, what's yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he just butchered that one. I forget how he said it, but it wasn't... There's some other big butcher he had. Oh, the draft. He was talking about how Vegas is going to host this year's draft. Oh, yeah. When he meant 2022. He's like, yeah, Las Vegas is going to host the 2020 NFL draft. And we're like, what are you talking about, Roger? <laughs> like, it's happening right now. Like, and then the guy. And then also, them- just like reading off cards, it was like a game show was on. It was <laughs> I think weird. Watching him fire up the fans that, like, whenever a team was drafting, they had their fans, like, all basically on a Zoom call or whatever. And then watching Roger try to hype these fans up by, like, waving his arms at the TV killed me. Did you see the Chargers? I saw. The, I didn't notice this when I was watching, but did you see the Chargers had their little grid of fans and it wasn't even full? Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't get enough, <laughs> didn't get enough did fans. Did it actually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it had like so logo. it had logos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's such a joke, man. It's hilarious. Man, um, so uh, I guess the jumping off point is uh, with our own teams going in the draft, how do you guys think you, your teams did? I'll start off with Blake with the boys. Oh, baby. Dallas Cowboys are the 2020 NFL draft champs. We all know championships are decided in April in the NFL. Of course. And the Cowboys just won one. So I have to say, getting uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Diggs, uh, that uh, defensive tackle from Canada, whose name is weird and I haven't learned it yet. That was, it was just, it was great. It was great. What are your thoughts on Lamb just uh, snagging his phone back from his girlfriend? I, that's the quick hands I like to see. <laughs> he had that look on his face like, don't ever fucking do that again. But he's on TV trying to be cool. As soon as I saw that video, I was like, oh, look at those quick hands. Well, this guy's, this guy's I, a superstar. I heard, I heard Zach Rowe used to date 
uh, Trey Young before. I saw that oh, rumor God. going around, but I don't. I couldn't figure out if it was true or not. <clears throat> know, was, I've seen a bunch of things about it, saying basically like she thought like Trey Young was going to be his ticket, like she could just get all his money basically, and now everyone's saying it's like the same thing with him. Like it's kind of funny. <laughs> I read a stat online that eighty-five percent of uh, relationships in like that draft um, broke up. And 15% of them got into fights. So who is keeping track of that? That's I just made that up. Right there, yeah. <laughs> All of that. I actually just made that up. But I wouldn't be surprised if that stat is like somewhere close, though, to be Jeez. true. We got Darren Ravel over here breaking down the stats. <laughs> so, like, uh, where, how do you think, where do you think uh, this draft, without any other moves, how do the boys look division wise? Compared to the other, well, like let's be real, it was only between them and Philly. Like the division is only between them and Philly at the moment. Like Washington and New York are nowhere close. And I, even though Philly won the division, I would still argue Dallas had a better roster. I'm not even gonna like. I don't even know if that's a debate. Dallas had a better roster. They just kind of underperformed at the end of the year and let Philly take it, which was an absolute dumpster fire down the stretch, as everyone knows. Um, so I would say Dallas started off stronger and had a better draft. So I think the gap has widened following that draft to be honest yeah like uh it'll be interesting to see what goes down there like yeah i can't see the redskins and the giants doing any sort of threatening when uh the season yeah. starts so i don't think so and i like i don't know how you could say that an offense with prescott zeke cd lamb amari cooper Michael Gallup and, and even Blake Jarwin is is better than people realize. Like he's a former wide receiver turned tight end. Um, I don't know. Like to me, that's the best offense in the league, and it's not really that close. But I also read somewhere that when they had Des Bryant and To, like arguably like the best receivers in the league, and they still didn't do anything with them. So they're like, is this like an organization problem or what? Because you have like the top talent, you guys still didn't win. Yeah, that's an ongoing issue in Dallas, I have to admit. <laughs> I can't deny that one. They have, uh, in my lifetime, I would say they've had the best roster in the league or arguably the best roster in the league at least 50% of years. And they, uh, what do they have, one playoff win, I think, or two playoff wins. Romo fumbles the snap. Uh, don't bring it back. That's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. This is the year. <laughs> There's always next year. Love to hear it. Mike McCarthy, he trusts. Jeez. Yeah. He's we'll going to get even alive, I think. We'll see. We'll Before see. he eats other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so uh, how do you guys... At some, point, at some point, the roster has to just be too good to mess up. And you'd, hopefully it's not. You'd hope so. For sure, hope so. Can I just ask a question? Like, how do you have your background blurry, but it's like nicely zoomed on you? Does anybody okay. else notice that? You can do that. It's an option. I don't know how I did it. It kind of like, this, this time I logged in and it was just like that, and I I never clicked anything. So, I've been thinking about it the past few podcasts. I'm bringing up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it looks kind of cool, man. So, uh, what do you? Uh, I don't know who wants to speak first for the Patriots boys, but what do you guys think about uh, their first draft post Brady? I want to hear Ben talk. He looks like he's got something. Yeah, Ben looks ready. Want me to go? Yeah, you look like you got some shit on your mind. Considering we had a 
cute dog making our picks, I think we did all right. Any, <laughs> <laughs> no, anytime you, uh, in the second round, you can take a kid from a school I've never heard of and then follow that up by taking a kicker from Marshall in the fifth round, you have to do it, right? So um, Doubling up on positions twice, didn't they? Yeah, but that, that was something. That was smart. Two corners and two left guards, I think it was. Is that, is that correct? Oh, was two tight ends, but they needed tight ends, tight end. Two tight ends and two edge rushers or outside linebackers, which those were our two biggest needs. So I'm not too, not too mad about that. Obviously, you never know what's going to come of the players, but the uh, the second round pick was like an absolute head scratcher. Some Division two kid. But uh, everything I've read, he's pretty versatile and shaped nicely. You, te- but you texted you texted me when they made that pick, and whatever the name of the school was, I can't remember I, already. Yeah, I can't even think of it. Was it but Wyoming? I, I go- no. no, it's no, because no, I was like, like if the guys come from Wyoming. I think that guys can be pretty legit. Those guys are badasses out there. It's it's not even D one. It's a it's like a D two school. Um, but I saw that their their <clears> slogan, like their school slogan was the truth shall set you free which i thought was was an interesting school slogan love it but (laughs) everybody's roasting them for not taking a quarterback but i think i mean it just shows that they have no that's not true belichick admitted he wanted one it just didn't fall right they had plenty of opportunities to take one though i think he's bluffing there they could have had love they could have had Fromm. They could have had Eason. Like, they had their chances. They just apparently didn't like any of them. As We're well, waiting for I Trevor Lawrence, 2021. Then we, we signed two undrafted ones right after the draft. So Quarterback? Yeah. So we'll yeah, see. but if he believes in Stidham, then why wouldn't he just say, like, Stidham's our quarterback? Stidham and uh, who's their backup? Or, or Hoyer, Big right? Brian Hoyer. Yeah. yeah. Why not just say Hoyer and Stidham's who we're going to camp with? Like, why say, I wanted a quarterback? I don't think... Well, he didn't directly say, I want a quarterback. The way he said it was, like, pretty, like, Bill Belichick-ish. Like, oh, it didn't fall. It didn't go the way way we hoped or something. So, what's he saying? He could be saying, oh, we wanted Joe Burrow, but unfortunately, we couldn't do that. So, I think we'll be fine, and in Bill, we trust. Yes, we do. Did you guys see that the one, uh, the kicker that they took had... uh, what was it, like a neo-Nazi tattoo on his forearm? Yeah. I, I missed not, this one. Not a great look, but he has uh, since said that he will be covering it up for all games. So uh, nothing to worry about there. Oh, <laughs> I've never got saw the that. logo of a far right wing militia right here on his forearm. And he claims he had no idea what it meant. What? It's the fuck? not a good look. Hold up. He said? They, he said I did anyone him. end up drafting that kicker from Georgia, though? He went signed after the draft. I yeah. can't remember where he went, but like, I don't get why we took the Marshall dude in the fifth round when we could have taken him, signed him after the draft. It was a little weird, but what about the what about this guy from that small school? Like, would he not have fallen? He, no. He, when he, they made that pick, everyone was talking about how like good of a pick that was for the Patriots, and like this guy was apparently ranked like around. 40th or 45th of all prospects, even though he was at a D2 school. So I think when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then the more like I kind of read about it and people talked about him, I was like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I first thought. But yeah, when I heard that name and I like, you see the names left on the board, you're kind of like, what's going on? But I also didn't do a whole ton of like 
research going into the draft either. So I think for me seeing that, I was more kind of blown away than maybe I should have been. But Tom, question for your bill is, is Josh Allen on the hot seat? Oh, I asked him this one too. <laughs> uh, my stance on this, I'm a big Josh Allen guy, but I also love that pick because here's the thing. Josh Allen hasn't made a leap forward yet. And I'm a Bills guy first, a Josh Allen guy second. So if he doesn't make the leap this year and Jake Fromm is waiting in the wings ready to produce, I just want W's, baby. Like, I'm, I loved that pick. Like, I don't see – like, from the what I've read about Jake Fromm, like, he, he fell in the draft because he doesn't have the upside, but his floor is essentially a pretty high-end backup. And that at is, best, yeah. like, he can be a – like an Andy Dalton level type of guy if everything breaks right, which isn't like sexy, but I, when I saw he was falling, Cowboys had pick 179 in the fifth round. I think Bills took him with 168 close to there, like within close to 10 picks, 10 or 10 to 12 picks away. But um, I was hoping he would fall to the Cowboys at 179 and we could upgrade from Cooper Rush finally in case Dak gets hurt one of these years and, I, I personally never want to see Cooper Rush in, in a game, ever. Uh, that's a pretty great football name right there. Yeah. If he plays anything like his name, he'll be a, a good QB. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> but no, uh, Jake Fromm and Josh Allen, I feel like their style, like their exact opposites, which yeah. is also, I mean, upside, I guess. And Yeah, it's literally uh, Jake Fromm's known as a good decision maker who doesn't have a cannon and Josh Allen's a cannon who uh not always the best decision maker but they're Josh trying Allen's to, a gunslinger. Yeah, they're trying to hammer that out like hammer good uh instincts into him. Like obviously you got to like the upside on him more but if it's just another kind of another layer of talent like how how can you say no to that? In a perfect world Josh Allen makes the jump. Jake Fromm shows enough in any sort of spot duty that they can flip him for like they used what was it like a fifth round pick on him if yep. he, if he shows anything they could probably f- flip him for like a fourth maybe like that's the ideal situation i think how do you think carson wentz feels about jalen hurts coming <laughs> that's absolutely wild Dude, I saw something saying the Eagles are going to be trying to use like a two quarterback formation. Yeah, right. Like having them both on the field when I see it. But um, honestly, in my opinion, Carson Carson Wentz is a fraud. I've thought that for years. (laughs) Guy's an absolute fraud, and he deserves to be on the hot seat. In my opinion, yeah, it's like it's like a huge fuck you to his face, being like, "Yeah, we just took this guy," and potentially he's very he could definitely take your job for sure. I don't know. Fraud seems like a bit of a harsh word for Wentz. Yeah. I don't think I'd go that far. The uh, guys had absolutely it. no receiving corps. I mean, last year they were using like eight stringers. Okay. And, the, and he can't stay healthy, which is a red flag. Injury prone more than anything. Yeah. People are making the the Taysom Hill comparison, which is like, a lot okay, of that, Someone explained to me, I got a report saying Jameis Winston was going to sign with the Saints today, and then I got a report saying Taysom Hill did resign with the Saints today. Yeah, so like, re- well, they did the same last year with Teddy Bridgewater. True. Also, do you guess how old Taysom Hill is? Do you know how old he is? 
No. Like, just take a guess. 27. 27. He's turning 30. He's going to be 30 next year going yeah. into the season. Because he went to BYU. He was drafted at like 26, 27. Really? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. He's way older than I thought. But The guy can also play every position on the football field. So. Which, like, why is that? Why are they saying that that's Jalen Hurts' thing? By all accounts, he's actually just a good passer. Like, <laughs> Taysom Hill, like I saw a tweet, it compared their passer ratings in college. Taysom Hill was like a 120, and Jalen Hurts was a 190, yet they keep comparing the two. It's like, like, I don't know. I think that's a little disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. Like, he's a legitimate, like, quarterback prospect, I feel like not a, a gimmick. I feel like there was a lot of disrespect to Jalen Hurts coming into this draft. Like, mostly undeserved, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll see. I like. I personally think Jalen Hurts has a chance to take Carson Wentz's job, without and not too long into the future. It's the, con- the contract. I get that they signed Wentz to a huge contract, but we'll, well see. That's why I think it's I a horrendous move. Is that if you're on Carson Wentz's contract for as much as they are, it's the exact same as Aaron Rodgers. The Packers can't <laughs> get off Rodgers' contract till 2022, and. So you know you're paying this quarterback this much money. You have to maximize. Like, you're not moving that quarterback, whether it's Wentz or Rodgers. You have to maximize your roster's winning potential around that quarterback. And you're using very high draft picks on a backup quarterback. Like, it, that's insane. They, they took a quarterback in the first round, Green Bay. They traded up They traded up. They traded up for love. Yeah. Like, that's... For love, yeah. They traded up for a first-round quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greats of all time. As far as I can remember, like, I hate the Packers, so this is killing me to say this, but he is one of the greats of all time. And so he's the best player on the team, probably. Aaron Jones, their running back, is probably the second best player, at least on the offense, probably on the team. And the first two picks they take are a quarterback and a running back. <laughs> what are, are they completely asleep? Like, what are they this- doing? This draft was so deep in receivers, and they didn't take they one, didn't take not yeah. one. It's considered <laughs> a, a historically great draft for receivers, and all Aaron Rodgers has asked for is receivers, and they got none. I get some. They gave him a backup. And people keep comparing it to the Favre situation, and like I've listened to a few podcasts about it, and it's like the more you think about it, it's not actually that similar in the sense that Favre, they with Favre. Favre was like a few years into threatening to retire every year, and they they called his bluff and drafted his backup. And on top of that, Aaron Rodgers in his draft year had buzzed to be the first overall pick, but once Alex Smith was taken, he fell because no one was looking for a quarterback. So he fell into Green Bay's laps. This time around, like Aaron Rodgers like is on record. I'm a Packer for life. Let's win. Like He's not threatening to retire. And they turn around, trade up for a guy who is probably going in the second round, like burning another asset to take his backup. Like, it's insanity. They can't get off his contract till 2022, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but how much is Jordan Love going to learn from Aaron Rodgers in those two years? That's a question for you, Zach. Do you think Rodgers is going to teach Love anything or what? 100%. They fucking tweeted at each other did they not did they i don't know i didn't see that but yeah, yeah i saw something before the draft saying rogers 
was going to be like happy with like whoever they took la 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 and that he'd find their phone number and give them a call but then as soon as they took love everyone's like yeah there's no chance he does that <laughs> yeah because steaming in the quote the sentence before that he said we haven't taken a skill position in the 15 years i've been here and i can't wait to see what we do with that pick is what he said <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Well, he said that on the Pat McAfee position. show. I wouldn't be surprised if like Jordan Love takes over from Rodgers in a couple years and he's another 15 years. I would just have a way like with their quarterbacks far after Rodgers now Love. Was, it's like the, the Steelers and their head coaches. Like they just last forever. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do uh, always seem to kind of draft backups. Like, wasn't Matt Castle a guy for them? And I don't know. Matt, I just, no, Matt I Castle. Fun fact of the day: Matt Castle drafted as a quarterback despite never playing a snap at quarterback in college. There you go. Here's your fun fact for the day. Really? He was backup to I think it was Leinart and Carson Palmer at USC. Never got the chance to start. Today he would have oh, transferred oh. like eight years ago. But he ago, was but... a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he oh, played okay. some the snaps. The way you worded that made me think he was like the corners. No, no, no. I was like, no, what? he was a quarterback, but yeah, he just never Got played. It. He never played a snap. Got it. So just to kind of go back to what one of you guys said, you guys mentioned the Patriots doubled up on tight ends. This is the first podcast we've done since. Uh, WWE belt holder Rob Gronkowski was flipped to Tampa Bay. Uh, I'd just like to get some thoughts. Cameron, I'm surprised he's still alive right now, to be honest. I thought that kid would be dead the way he reacted to the news, so we'll flip it over to him. (laughs) All right, so first of all, your point about getting a fourth-round pick for a guy that's never going to play for your team again, Makes sense. I'm not upset about that. I think in terms of like a football decision, that makes sense. I think I'm sad about seeing the best tight end of all time go and play football for another team after taking a year off. Especially going to link up with Brady. So seeing the two best players in franchise history, basically, go play for another team. Especially after hearing like Gronk said, like, I guess shortly after the season... <laughs> Shortly after the season, I guess Brady and Gronk got together and they were talking about, like, you know, what Brady's going to do. And Gronk saying, you know, like, I think I might come back and play. And obviously Gronk said before the only quarterback he'd play for is Brady. That's right. When they tried to trade him to the uh, Lions, Gronk's like, no, I'm retiring. But then I guess with this, like Gronk said, like, yeah, like wherever you end up going, like I'll come even if that's staying in New England. So if Brady stayed... Gronk would have been back to New England too, unless Bill tried to so trade that would him have been again. Nice. <laughs> well, no, because after looking at the tight ends they had last year, like fucking any one of us would be an upgrade. Okay, that's a stretch. No, sign me up. <laughs> let's let's well, go. Um, if My you wanted to come back, to if you wanted to come back so bad, why didn't he come back during the stretch last year? He just wants to play with Tom. He could have last year. Well, Tom was there last year. Why didn't he come back during the Patriots run? Oh, that's a good point. He was too busy uh, bulking down for WWE season. 
<laughs> bulking down. Well, that's what he did. I was going to say bulking up, and then I realized that he's actually losing weight. So he's not going to be much of a run blocker next year, though, unless he, he puts on more pounds. He said he's only lost like 15 pounds. He looks like he's lost more than that to me. Yeah. yeah. But, no, my reaction to it, it's not like, like I realized he wasn't going to come back. Like the trade makes sense, but seeing him come back sucks. I don't know what you guys think, but I, no, I don't know. I, I just ha- couldn't care less. <laughs> like the fact, like I almost, I don't want to say forgot. That's not the right word, but like he didn't play all last year, and you just kind of like forget about him. Now he's back and not on the team. It's kind of like from a New England football perspective, like nothing's changed since like the Super Bowl in terms of Rob Gronkowski being on the field. So I don't know. It's kind of passed by. This may sound like the most like arrogant, cocky thing ever too, but being a New England fan almost got like boring because we were so good. And now we have that fire back and I'm so pumped up, man. It's going to be I was texting you before. I was texting you before saying like, this is the first time in my life. I feel like the regular season has actually mattered. Oh, it's true. Like week one, we got to get excited for a week one game it's gonna be unreal and then we're gonna prove all the doubters wrong and go out and make the playoffs again so i'm looking forward to it you guys see how good of a draft the dolphins had looks like they'll be giving the patriots everything they can handle for that uh second place my brother is so fired up he's a big dolphins fan and he's pretty fired up after the draft I'm, i'm putting i'm putting patriots at third in that division right now to be honest Behind the Dolphins, the Bills are going to win that division, I think, and Dolphins are going to come ahead of the ahead of the Patriots with current rosters. I don't know, Tua. Like I think Tua will be good, but who's to say with his injury history too? I don't even know if he'll be starting. We might have Fitz Magic in there week one still, so that would we'll be see. a mistake. Fitz Magic. I, I think know. we're good. You know what you're getting with Fitz Magic? Who the hell knows what we're getting with Stidham? No, it's, well, I would argue you have no idea where you're getting with Fitz Magic. You could get the well, goat, or you could get the goat. Say, with, with, with Fitz Magic, you'll have a four-week stretch yeah. where you're like, it's, this is Blake Stepping playing quarterback, and then you'll have a four-week stretch where this is like, this is God playing quarterback. <laughs> Man, yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting year. I don't want to. Here's the thing. I'll let I'll let uh, Blake pump up the Bills. I'm not in a spot mentally to have my heart stomped on and start uh, dancing on. <laughs> Why the... do you think I'm going to sit here and pump up the Bills? No, you just said you think they're going to win the division. I'm oh, not... oh, I see. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. not making any broad proclamations yet because I don't want to have my heart stomped on because I feel like it's always around the corner for me. So I'm just getting out ahead of this. A little bit of PTSD as a Bills fan. As an anything fan. Yeah, true. <laughs> just be happy you weren't alive in the early 90s yet. I think that would have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, man. Jeez. Man, do you guys have any other thoughts on the draft? No. No. I think we pretty much covered it. I, I wanted to kind of float the question out here like, you, do you guys think Burrow is uh, locked to be the best quarterback of this draft, or do you think there's a you could see Tua being better, being more successful? 
I could absolutely see Tua becoming the better quarterback coming into this year in college. Like Burrow was like a fifth round pick projected, and obviously he turned it on this year with the help of like that That's offense. Of the offense in LSU like completely like rehauled and changed like their system, and obviously he had uh, a tremendous amount of weapons helping him. Yeah. But I think Tua, from like a raw like talent and athletic point of view, like he, he makes things happen on a football field that not a lot of people can do. Burrow, I think like his mind is better, like he's smarter and like makes the better decisions right now. But uh, I think Tua definitely has the raw potential to ultimately be better than Joe Burrow, Exotic. Burrow is also a, at least, what, two years older than Tua? Yeah. Is it two years? Yeah. So who knows where Tua will be in two years, right? You're not yeah. really comparing apples to apples with them. Yeah, and as much as I like Burrow, like the devil's advocate is always, he could have just been a guy who had a hot year. Like that happens to college quarterbacks all the time, as much as I like him and a lot of people happens to all kinds of athletes. Yeah, and Jeremy Lin, Chris Colabello, and uh, Shabazz, Joey Menzel. Yeah, came um, into a drug addict. It was the UConn basketball player. I'm blanking on his name. Shabazz Napier. Yeah, yeah, Shabazz yeah. Napier. Yeah. Uh, so I have one last topic to kind of bring up before we go. So this was submitted by a reader and a listener of Bench Life Sports, uh, they they said right now with the Bill Clinton memes sweeping Instagram, <laughs> they would like our take on what our four albums would be. And in no particular order, I'm going to say, how about Zach? Could you give us your <laughs> Bill Clinton? Who the fuck wrote that question? In? I, I, they were sworn to anonymity here. I can't, I can't reveal. Either Adam Cook or Johnny Murray, like. So and actually, actually in brackets they said they only want your answer. <laughs> so Blake wrote a, no, a secret man. letter, an anonymous letter, and <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no. Well, here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not a big music guy. I've never been to a concert, so that's a fun fact about me. Did you go to Boots last year? I, yeah, you went to. Uh, oh yeah, I went there for it, half a day. <laughs> yeah. What's it called, Melora? Oh, uh, Riverfest. Yeah, the Melora Music yeah, Festival. Riverfest. Does that count? Of course. We were there for like ten minutes and left. That counts. Well, that just says it right there. The fact that I didn't even know I was at a concert when I was just shows you how much I'm into music. So I do listen to music. I listen to rap, but I don't know my stuff. If and another fun fact, I don't. I cannot sing any song like i don't know the lyrics to any song really yeah like if you even twinkle twinkle little star i cannot finish it don't know (laughs) for some reason i just can't i just can't remember the lines yeah do you know happy birthday or yeah i guess but like it probably needs somebody to help with along the way like i can't sing old canada and we listen to that song every day for like 20 years Oh, so you're telling me Zach, Zach talking about not being able to remember line just brought me back to like grade ten. <laughs> we all shared a locker, and Zach was practicing for a drama class, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I slept on something called a futon." Okay, <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm not an auditorial learner, but I'm a visual learner. So if I watch a movie, 
I know movie quotes like through the roof because I can picture in my mind how they're acting it out. Like Blake, back me up on that. And Ben, do I not know yeah. like every movie line out there? And oh, not even that. Adam Sandler movie. Absolutely, like, like, yeah. absolutely, I can confirm that. But even even more so, like every t- every experience we've ever had, you remember <laughs> everything. Like, you'll remember this one time we went driving on this street in 2001, and we like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know who was driving in 2001. <laughs> Must have been our parents. <laughs> but yeah, you literally remember everything. Like it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, so like I guess I avoided it because I don't know. And it just like put a lot of pressure on me. My anxiety levels are brutal. So fuck you, Blake, for putting that pressure on me. And I thought I was like, nobody said anything for two days. I was like, oh, I let it slide. Competition's over now. And then we dropped the hammer on me. So, uh, well, what's a competition? Oh, it's just that meme For a competition, where, uh, you, you name your four favorite uh, albums. Yeah, I saw you don't even know any albums. Post anything. I don't even know any albums. Jeez, like who's so, who's your favorite uh, artist? Uh, you can pick, just pick I your like, favorite movie zach and then say the soundtrack to that movie oh yeah that counts a great idea Ben. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> uh i don't know like billy madison it's, it's kind of it's kind of personal i feel like if i said it you guys would just laugh in my face I would. and not only that we're on air this is, this is a safe space. we we have air we have viewers on this thing hey man we're in the trust tree i would never laugh at any of your movie choices it's like the equivalent of being like, oh, how much do you weigh? It's like, well, no. Nobody wants to tell that. It's the equivalent? What's your favorite uh, album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very personal. All right. By the way, you can ask me how much I weigh. I don't care. But like, that other people, it's per- pretty personal. So, so you don't care about that, but you care about your albums, eh? <laughs> uh, do I just whip out Google right now and just go... What sure, I did man. for like, like the top Canadian athletes. I'm down to hash this out right here and and help help out if you have any questions. Oh, I do have a topic to discuss next week. Um, I messaged our good fellow friend here, Ben Murray. There was a video of this pitcher from the Pirates from the 1950s, and he literally pitched the ball to somebody. He caught it, and his mechanics were atrocious. Like, regardless of the speed, I looked at it, and I was like, holy shit. I DM it to Ben, and I said, there's zero chance that any player in the 50s would stand a chance in today's game. And then Ben responds back, LMFAO, the guy's 85 years old. Yeah, I don't what are get, you saying? You're giving him, like, a hard time. This guy can, like, barely move. And you're like, oh, his mechanics are brutal. I'm like, it's good that he can still throw Wait, a this ball. Is, this isn't... Sorry. Wait. So this video wasn't from the fifties. This is a current no, video of a no, guy. No, yeah, it was a guy that was that played for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the fifties, and then they showed a video of him pitching. And then the the caption was the caption was he still got it. And I remember the first thought of my head reading that, like, there's zero chance anybody from the fifties could even play in today's game. Like, if you took their their current state in the fifties. Into now, they would get destroyed. They would get I, literally, 
I totally agree you can make that argument, but, like, you can't make it based on an 85-year-old dude throwing a baseball. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, it just gave me, like, the thought of my mind came right away. And I just, like, had to message you about it. That's actually kind of hilarious. Like, reading the caption, he's still got it, and being like, what the hell, man? Like, no. <laughs> No. He most looks definitely like this not. guy never had it to begin with. Yeah. Dude, his arm looked like it was going to snap in half. Like, <laughs> and his glove side was just hanging like a dead fish. Like, he wasn't even using that power at all. And it looked like a roller coaster, like a ball with launching like that. Like, I was like, this is how they pitch back in the day. It's when brutal. we're 85 years old, I'm going to take a video of you throwing a ball and see if it's anywhere close to what it was when you were. I'm not going to make it past my 30s. Like, yeah, there's that uh, Twitter account where the guy roasts golf swings. I think Zach should start uh, roasting uh, pitching mechanics, <laughs> breaking down yeah. pitching mechanics and roasting. He can be he can be the opposite of the pitching ninja. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. I already had that. I already had that as a job, and I hated my life so. No, but we're talking like if there's like a, a gender reveal video, you're breaking down tape, uh, chirping the the girl just lobbing in the ball to to get a hit or whatever. Like I, I, I think this could be a real series you could thrive in. Well, I think next week we should definitely talk about can baseball players in the past play in today's game. Like, if you a chance for no, them the answer is yeah, no. Like could Babe yeah. Ruth be successful zero chance not a true at all and anybody who argues that is fucked it's not gonna be much of a debate then if that's your yeah. that's your statement <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about this idea where like there's no argument to it at all <laughs> look it depends how it depends how deep you dive into it like if you're taking babe ruth literally just cutting him out of 1918 and placing him today then of course he's not he's not gonna be able to hit anything but if you take yeah. a baby skill set, have him grow up in the 90s and have the access to the training of today, who, that's a better argument, right? Yeah, because... Um, well, the guy was just pounding back cigars and fucking food. I don't even think he would want to do the workouts. If you're taking Babe Ruth in his actual prime, like the, the skill level he actually reached, and then cut him out of there and placed him in 2019, because there is no 2020 season, if you place him in 2019... He obviously he would strike out every at bat. Like, if he I, ever connected though with these juice balls they're using now, see a ball. Okay. That thing's never landing. Juice in the balls and the hot dog and cigar juice in his belly and. <laughs> also, yeah, like and the back then throwing fifty miles an hour right down the cock too. I can, I think anybody could smash those out. But like the devil's advocate to that is kind of what Blake said, where uh, if you move like Blake or. Um, Babe Ruth forward, he'd have all today's training. I've seen the same argument made. If you like, I know it's a different sport, but if you put Steph Curry back when they're wearing Chuck Taylors on the court, his his uh, career-ending ankle injury he had after year three just wouldn't have a fix like modern medicine found, and he'd just be done. Like if you yeah. need guys back, like they, like uh medical science is so advanced and uh training so advanced that like a lot of these guys if you put them back they would look exactly like the guys back then well put it this way reverse that if you bring those guys in the 50s and play into our game they would get absolutely dusted that's not the reverse that's the same thing <laughs> no you said you put those guys into our guys today into that time 
that's what the outcome would be. But I'm saying you put that time into our time, basically what I started off with, that's the same thing. Yeah, like, it's so hard to compare yeah. across eras because it, it depends what factors, like what factors you're considering and what you aren't. Like, there's no real way to tell if if everyone had the access to the top of line training from 1900 through now. There's no way to tell who could have developed and who who wouldn't, right? Yeah, but, but like the only thing that I could say is like the the Bulls era. Like I watch a lot of videos; they played like legit defense, and you look at it now, like nobody's even doing anything. So like. When you look at it from like that debate, I could honestly say that like the Bulls could probably still be pretty dominant in today's game, in my opinion, because they played like hardcore style basketball, whereas now they're just like it's a circus out there. <laughs> That's true. But like, uh, just my final thought on this: like, if you put Mike Trout back to Babe Ruth times, instead of having an off season of training and uh, weightlifting, he's a coal miner with a wet lung and uh, just a blue collar guy. Like, like, I don't know. Like they had to put up with a lot of shit back then. I don't know. I'm just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough argument. Like it's that when you, like, yeah, when, I agree. You like when you get into like those little nitty gritty details. Yeah. It's definitely a debate for sure. Ben, do you know who the pitcher was that I sent you? I can't remember. Some lefty. I don't know. I'm sure if they're like MLB, like Instagrams making a post about him, he must have been like pretty good, I would guess. But well, he's, he's still got it. Ron <laughs> Gray. Ronnie Gray. Yeah. Oh, geez. Playing the Pittsburgh organization in the 1950s. Guy's still got it. Watch this. Oh, I mean, it looks good to me. Man, for being that. <laughs> that's actually surprisingly good for an 85 year old. He does still got it. <laughs> Dude, this is a cock shot waiting to happen. Look at that. Man, if I can throw the ball 60 feet when I'm 85, I'm walking around saying I still got it. I got to say. I can barely throw 60 feet now and I'm 25. All right, more importantly. Where are these four albums at? Yeah, that was a good oh, smoke fuck. screen right there. Great smoke screen. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I got away with it again. Um, I'd again. say I most listen to, like, I'll just tell you my artists. Like, I listen to Drake. Used to listen to a lot of T.I. growing up. Banger after banger. Yeah, T.I., is, he's the man. Um, He's kind of been MIA, though, a little bit, so. He got a Result. little trouble with the law, so. Um, I like Future. Listen to him, and do you think Russell Wilson is a good stepdad, Zach? <laughs> Russell Wilson is he, is a, he a stepdad? stepdad? Yeah, I think isn't he the futures? Yeah, futures yeah. step or stepdad to futures kid. <laughs> Wait, hold up. <laughs> That's confusing. This? I didn't no. know that either, to be honest. So Russell Wilson is. Are they married now? Yeah. Yeah. So Russell Sierra. Wilson is married to like Future's ex girlfriend, yeah. whatever. But Future and this girl had a kid together. Yeah, I love how he okay. refers her as Future's ex girlfriend. Like she is also <laughs> extremely famous. Her name is Sierra. So wait, so wait, Russell Wilson's wife, yeah, had a kid with Future. Yeah, yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Seems like a good stepdad. Zach is flabbergasted <laughs> right now. 
Yeah, so I guess my answer would be Drake, T.I., and Future. I listen to that, like, the most. Well, that's three. You know, it's the most embarrassing part. And you give this a listen. If you're in a workout, like, in your, you're in a cardio workout, this is your go-to. It's called the White Panda, and they just do remixes. They have some bangers, yeah. They do. Not everything, but it's the most, like, random music compiled together, and it is fire. So that I listen to that. Yeah. That probably put that at number one. So I'm going to be real transparent here. But yeah, they've got some fire tunes if you're in a little fire up mode. Sounds good to me, man. So I think I know what the outro is. It's going to be some White Panda. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, throw some White Panda on it. The, the Good Life remix. That's my favorite one. Also yeah. reminds me of it, my favorite tweet. It's, ever. Called, Min- it's called Midnight Life. The favorite tweet I ever saw, I think, was somebody once said, if I worked, I was a front desk person at Good Life, every time somebody walked in, I would play Good Life by Kanye West. And it's like, I wouldn't last very long. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Good Life. Good Life. (laughs) And then they have like a TI remix of like What You Know, but it's called What You Know About Little Secrets. And that was like the first song I ever listened to by them like 10 years ago. And then that's how I got into them. Sounds good, Oi. <laughs> Blake would love that song too. We'll see. I'll give it a listen. I remember we had a dodgeball tournament, and Blake's dad picked me up. We went straight to GCCI, <laughs> and we were exactly listening. We were listening to the techno music <laughs> on the way there. And Blake was like huge into techno back in that day, like the twelve plus days. Yeah, everybody was, man. and. Yeah, and like Jordan yeah, Daniels yeah, and all yeah. of them were going to like raves and that's stuff. Why you got big, good old AVICIA. Yeah, and I was just like, it was just, I was just so foreign to it. I was like, what is this? And Terry just like sitting there, like, sorry, we have to listen to this. Like, <laughs> and nobody talked the whole way. We we're just like in the mode. Like, we're pumped up for the dodgeball attorney. I have no memory of that whatsoever. But I'm sure, we were just getting fired up. I thought when we went to the dodgeball attorney, we actually drove Ben's brother. I'm pretty sure. But not Ben. Well, we've been there twice. What? <laughs> but I remember. Oh, I remember there's one text, year I wasn't there. Yeah. You texted me in the morning. You're like, yo, my, my brother doesn't have a ride. Like, do you mind grabbing him? And we're like, I, I think that's the first time I've ever spoken to your brother. And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Shout out, Johnny. Like we always do with this time. Get pulled over in they new V The good life, let's go on a living spree Shit, they say the best things in life are free The good life, it feel like Atlanta It feel like LA It feel like Miami It feel like NY Summertime shy Ah. Knock your hands up in the sky So I wrote the good Y'all pop the trunk I pop the hood Ferrari And she got the good And she got that ass I got to look Sorry Yo, it's got to be, cause I'm seasoned Haters give me them salty looks Larry's 50 told me, go ahead, switch the style up And if they hate them, let them hate And watch the money pile up the good life.